Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. On this Gooner to Gooner, I chat with Gavin from She War. She War started off as a as a blog and now does a lot of really cool merchandise, uh, including t-shirts and clocks and everything else. Really interesting chat with a, uh, an old school Gooner. Enjoy the show. Remember, this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Stay home, stay safe. Enjoy the show. Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Uh, this is uh, one of our Gooners to Gooners. We haven't done one of these for a couple of months. We're in lockdown. We're trying to do some different content, trying to keep you interested, trying to keep you entertained, trying to keep ourselves bloody sane, for Christ's sake. Um, and on this one... I've invited a friend of mine that I've, I've, I know virtually, like we know lots of people these days, we know virtually, a friend of mine who uh, you will all probably know if you're on Twitter, who runs She War. Gavin from She War uh, does, uh, well, Gavin's going to introduce himself in a minute. Uh, Gavin, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Fergus, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good. I've got a beer in hand. I know we've had nice issues one. with your camera. So you, yeah, I I'm, I'm on. I'm on a new phone. I only got this new. I've got this new phone about. I was out of contract. I got a new phone about. Oh blimey! About four or five days ago, and as odd as this might sound, I'm not very good with technical stuff. So I Says don't know where I've. <laughs> I know it, it, this is. This is. Like, I know it's a complete oxymoron, really, isn't it? But I'm not very good with with technical stuff and setting up stuff. And I, I've, I don't. I, I think I might have blocked. Um, I'm going to have to give the phone to me seven-year-old. She'll know how to fix it. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I just can't get the I can't get the camera to to work on on this. It's like I say, you know, we we tried and tried a few things, but it's just it's not coming up. I don't know why. Well, we were having a little bit of a chat before we uh, pressed the record button, and I said to you that the concept of this is just to chat to fellow gooners. Uh, we've got like a prescribed-ish sort of list of questions. That we use um, just to get to know a little bit about you, a little a bit more about how you tick. But predominantly, it's like two blokes in a pub just chatting, going, "Hello, mate." You know, so you're into the That's arsenal. Perfect. <laughs> you're not going to get mu- you're not going to get highbrow intellectual conversation out of me. Let's That's be fine. Definitely not going to get that. Out of me, right? <laughs> so, so the, the first question on the list is, "Who are you, and what do you do?" Oh blimey. Uh... Right, my name's Gavin. Uh, I, for a living, run a Arsenal-related merchandise shop uh, with my partner, Stephanie. And at the moment, I'm a part nursery school teacher, part year three teacher, uh, <laughs> part lunch maker, chef, uh, part shopper and carer of my grandma, uh, I'm kind of doing everything at the moment. It's I've got a few mates who have like been furloughed and working from home, and they're saying how the days drag. I don't know where the days go at the moment. I turn <laughs> around and it's it. I turn around and I'm eating my dinner. It's seven o'clock at night, and I'm thinking, what happened? You know, what's happened all day, really? I must admit. Uh, I- I haven't been furloughed at all. I've been working in this very room uh, every mm. day on 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 this headset here, as in a call center. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it. Yeah, the days do fly. It, it does get a bit monotonous. I'd like to see people a bit more. But um, on 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 the talk of your merchandise, 
Here you go. This is one of yours. Oh, lo lovely. Looks lovely, Isn't it lovely. Perfect fit. Perfect fit as well. Yeah, it needs to be a bit looser. <laughs> <laughs> Great quality. Listen, if you do want to uh, uh, buy this T-shirt and there's other versions, um, tell people where you can find them, first of all. Uh, I'm on shewarshop.com. So shewarshop.com, yeah. it's We'll probably get into this later, but it's, it's all been a weird lot of coincidences and flukes. It, it really is. Yeah, as you said, we'll get into that later. Listen, you're a gooner. Why are you an Arsenal fan? Oh, uh, well, the whole family are, really. Uh, I mean, I, I don't remember waking up and thinking, that's it, I'm going to support Arsenal. And there was no magic game or no time that anybody said anything to me. It was because, you know, my mum, my mum's parents... Their parents are all Arsenal, and my dad and his parents were all Arsenal, and all brought up around the uh, Caledonian Road, Holloway Road area of Islington. It's yeah. it's just sort of that's it. It's there wasn't you know you know like I said there was no there was no spark, and people say oh I watched the seventy nine Cup final or the eighty Cup final, and I like, I like the colour shirt or. You know, or, or anything like that, or you know, my mum was Tottenham and my dad was Arsenal, and you know, I, there there was none of that. It it, it was it was never a conscious decision. It, it was always just yeah, you're an Arsenal supporter. Was it just expected of you? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, the, the first game I physically remember watching was the 1980 FA Cup final, and I watched that with my granddad. Trevor Booking scored. We lost. I cried. He slapped me around the head and called me a big girl's blouse. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and that, but that was the first game I actually, rem and, and I remember the, it's weird because I remember the build up to that with, you know, I used to make my own sort of Arsenal signs and put them in my bedroom window. And there was always debates at school with Arsenal and West Ham and stuff like that. Uh, so I remember the build-up and I remember that game being a, sort of like a big thing. Uh, but I don't remember anything of the 79 Cup final and I don't remember anything of the uh, the Cup final after 1980 in the same year, the European one we lost. I don't remember that either. So it's it's just one of those, really. Yeah, you, you're, you're probably a similar age to me. I'm, I'll am i be 50 next year, so you sound like you're a similar sort of age to me. So, Oh, uh, you've got a couple of years on me, Fergus. You've got a couple yeah, of years on look, me, mate. Look, look at these looks, you know, all this black gray hair and everything else. <laughs> so you well, see, you've got more hair than me, mate. You've definitely got more <laughs> hair than me. So um, your first game you remember is the 1980 FA Cup final against West Ham, which didn't go too well. But no. what... What's your first game say like that you remember physically wanting to go to and, and you've been to Highbury, you've been to the Emirates, et cetera, et cetera. But what's your first game that you, you remember like uh, in, in, in more depth and detail? Uh, I guess it was, see, because, you, know, you know, I was brought up by just my mum. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And my grand, my granddad, uh, I mean, my granddad used to take my mum when my mum was a little girl uh, and they used to stand in the corner of the clock end by the uh, the east stand, in the corner of the clock end east stand. But that's where my sort of 
my granddad and you know my mum's and you know his brother-in-laws and the uncles and everything that's where they all used to sort of stand um, yeah i think it might have been because my this is another weird one my dad's sister used to run the bank of friendship in the okay. late 60s yeah in the late 60s early 70s so the first arsenal pub i was in was when i was about two years two or three years old which was the bank of friendship uh but yeah no i think and so really when i was growing up because my mum and dad split up and blah 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 uh no one would take me arsenal so i got and there was a few kids at, at school who used to go so I got myself a, an early morning paper round when I was about 13. <clears throat> used to get up at six o'clock in the morning through the, the wind, the rain and the snow and all that malarkey. And that used to pay for me to go Arsenal. So I used to, you know, it's, I know it's, you know, obviously I wouldn't let my kids do this now, but from the age of about nine or 10, I would go out on a Saturday and I'd be out all day. Yeah, I I'd know. come home for me lunch, and I'd be out there. I'd be, I'd be over the park, like round the corner to where I lived, and the whole estate was like that. But you couldn't imagine that then. Do you know what I mean? But by the time I was sort of twelve, thirteen, we was getting buses and trains all over London. You know, you know I mean, you get so, yeah. yeah, exactly. You used to get like a fifty p travel card or whatever, and then off you go. So. Basically, because they wouldn't let me go Arsenal and no one would take me, uh, me and like, about half a dozen mates from school, we just used to go on our own. And literally, never tell, you know, I wouldn't tell him how I'd been over Arsenal. Do you remember so, the first game you went to, Gav? Yeah, the first game, I think, I don't remember who we was playing. It was a League Cup game around 1986. And we won the away leg. And then the home leg was like, just a boring draw. But it was, I remember walking up the North Bank for the first, walking up the steps to the North Bank, looking over, and I don't know, I just felt like I was home. It's a really, really weird ex feeling, but I just got, I was, I'm home. What age are you there, and 13, it, 14, do you say? Yeah, for, yeah must, must have been 13 coming up to 14, about 13 and a half. Mm. And then from there, like I say, it was... Uh, it was every weekend and my mum only found out when I was getting bored with doing the paper round and I said look I don't want to do the paper round anymore but I've been going over Arsenal and she went alright she went I'll give you four quid to go over Arsenal so my mum used to give once you know, I stopped doing the paper round when I was about 14 coming up to 15 my mum used to give me four quid which used to get me there uh, get me in the ground and you know some chips and some chips and an onion in a Chinese chippy on having a road I love that one. I'd, they do a yeah. battered burger. It's a walk and a heart attack, I know. But I love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, dear. Who's your favourite player, Gav? Now, uh, let, let me, let me now, now, now or ever. That's what I was going to say. Let me rephrase that. Give mm. me your favourite player now and then give me your favourite all-time player. Oof. It's hard at the moment because I don't feel a connection with a lot of the players now. Uh, I like them all. There's none that I really hate at the moment, <laughs> which are, you know, I have disliked Arsenal players in the past. Uh, 
I don't know. I think I'd like Reese Nelson to come through. Uh, I like I like Pepe. I'd like to see Pepe kick on. I like Martinez. I like Bang Yang. Uh, I like Bellerin. Uh, I like the Goldie as well, Leno. Uh, I like them all. There's none that I would like. If, if I was you running, you know, running sort of like a, a YouTube, you've probably got like a, a top 10 wish list of players you'd love to interview. Mm. Uh, I haven't really, I haven't really got that. I just see them as people that are wearing the shirt now, really. Yeah, uh, I get that. I, I really get that because there isn't a, a connection like you would have had with the likes of Ian Wright, Thierry Henry, Dennis Burkamp and so on, probably because they haven't won that much. I think some of the youth that are coming through, like Martinelli that you mentioned, Saka, mm. uh, Reese Nelson. Saka, I like Saka, yep, so I missed him, yep. Yeah, uh, they, yeah. They, they, there's ones like that. You, you, we, we don't know them well enough yet to get to know them. No. Bellerin, and, I like what Bellerin's mm. done. Uh, in this whole negotiation about the the wage deferrals and stuff, which I don't want to get into the off pitch sort of stuff too much, but um, I think he's been very much a captain as a footballer. I I don't rate him as well as others do, but as as a leader, he seems to be more a leader than others. Yeah, so. no, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one, and I so, I mean, then you go back to sort of when I was sort of eighteen, nineteen, twenty, then. I would quite often be in pubs and clubs at the same time as people like Parler and Adams. Mm. So there was a connection, there was a connection then. And or at the time, you know, they had the, uh, you know, the Sierra XR four eyes and all that sort of thing. Well, the Tuesday yeah. club from the bank of friendship, wasn't it? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, well, I mean, the, the bank of friendship has been a pub that players and the staff have used for, you know, probably going back to 1913. Mm. Or not. There, there was a connection with that that generation uh, of players through the through the system. Uh, like I say, you know, you're talking about connection with players like Merson, Brokeback, or Tom, Davies, obviously Tony Adams, uh, Parler, and I think even. Ashley Cole was this sort of almost last until he was on one of the last. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you understand where he's from. It, th- there's a different level of connection with. I mean, obviously, well, was up. But you know, like you know, you've got older mates who you play against. Touch out. I think one of us has dropped out here. Uh, I'm still here, um, but I think it, it, it is dropping a little bit. But it's fine. yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, let's uh, stop this. We can probably, I don't know how I'm going to melt it together, but we will do. And let's see if I can get Gavin back on. So Gavin was talking about um, uh, about his favourite players and was running through some of the players like uh, Tony Adams and so on who had more connection with... Uh, with um, 
Uh, oh, he's just about to jump back on again. Here we go. Gavin, I was just explaining that we we, we lost you there for a second. I think oh, we got sorry, you back. Man. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. We got you back. I was about to send you a new link, but uh, you got back. So, yeah, I, I heard some of the bits you were talking about with about Tony Adams, Ray Parler, Merson, and more connection, yeah. more connection yeah, with just, the just, fans. Yeah, exactly. It was just, I mean, that, I mean, that generation of players, the, you know, the, yeah, I mean, obviously Kevin Campbell as well. Uh, I mean, everybody had such high hopes of Kevin Campbell. The, the amount of goals he was banging away for the youths and the reserve teams. Uh, I mean, you know, everybody was hoping he was going to be the next goal-scoring legend sort of thing. But, yeah, he just had more of a connection with players back then because so many more of them come through the youth system and so many more of them were uh, were London boys and... I mean, like I say, I mean, I played against the, I mean, the team that Tony Adams first started playing with, even though he was a good few years older, you know, I would play against that, you know, my age of that team. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it, it was mm. like when you're 13, 14 and football mad, you're playing against people and you think, well, he used to play for Rockford, can't remember what, what they were called now, such and such. I played against yep. them. That could be, do you know what I mean? There was always, that could be me. And now you've, so have sort you, of turned into you know would you say you've got an all-time favorite player like you know uh it's very hard it's very very hard it depends what mood i mean growing up my first player that i really liked was uh stevie stevie williams because he would put a he'd, you know he'd put the crunching tackles in then i love merson coming through and obviously almost always the the utmost Love for Tony Adams. Uh, obviously, they've got Thomas. You know, obviously David Rowcastle. You can't not mention David Rowcastle. Uh, mm. but, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess by the time I was sort of fourteen, fifteen, I wanted to be Paul Merson. Okay. Do you so know that, what I mean? It's that 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 player. They get stuck in a bit more than just like the uh, the upfront sort of like you know. I think he was just because he was a bit of a he had he had a bit of a maverick side to him Mercer, yep. as a player and and obviously he does now and obviously he's had his demons as well so I think like I say Merson was probably one of my sort of favourite players from back then in the year but obviously I love Burkham I love Henri I love Perez I thought Petit is very underrated for the time he spent at ours mm-hmm. uh, I loved Sol Campbell coming to us. Yeah, I mean, you, you can go, you, you know, we, we could sort of, you know, chat all along about, you know, how sort of like the first sort of 25 years of me going games uh, was just absolutely remarkable and memorable. Do you know what I mean? You know, two doubles, about five FA Cups. I mean, when I was a kid, I didn't. The first trophy that I saw us win was the Litwoods Cup in 87 when I was uh, just coming up for 15. So I went through literally my whole of my school days because I didn't remember 79 with us not winning anything, mm. with us being second fiddle to, to Tottenham and even West Ham. So, you know, it's, you know, it was, it was I harder, think I've been very harder, blessed. Harder then, yeah. Um, 
So, Gav, um, obviously you've heard of Guns and Yellow Ribbons because we reached out and we we, we, we spoke to you. Uh, I don't know how much you've listened to the podcast and so on, but you've done a lot of podcasting yourself before in the early days. You were with the um, Burkamp Wonderland podcast and then uh, started yeah. with that. Um, the question that we got on the list is, uh, do you enjoy doing that sort of thing and what else have you done in that sort of field? Uh, yeah, no, I do... I enjoy doing a podcast when you've got the right chemistry of people on there. When you've yeah. got a couple of people on there, look, are you know? I mean, you couldn't really put me on with a load of twenty or thirty hipsters that know the ins and outs of the second division in France. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, completely yeah, yeah. out my depth. But just to sort of have a chat about how you feel, then yeah, then I, I do I do enjoy that sort of thing. Really, I wouldn't want to do any much more than I've done if you know what I mean I'm a, I, I wouldn't sort of certainly wouldn't ever well, you didn't, set, you up didn't... A YouTube, set up my own YouTube channel or nothing <laughs> like that do you know what you, I mean you've you done a bit of blogging as well didn't it how the She War website came about was from like a blog that you were involved with when we spoke yeah. the other day go on explain that story a little like, well basically um, I got a I'm going to open another beer I... oh go on I'm um... <laughs> Oh, I've only got about one and a half cans here. Uh, well, well <coughs> and I'm a bit, I have to run through two kids and my missus to get back to the fridge. Yeah, no, I, uh, basically what happened, I bought a, I bought a home computer in 1998 for the sole reason of reading Arsenal stuff and chatting about Arsenal on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I joined this little forum on a website that used to be called arseonline.com. Now, that was part of a network of other clubs called Rivals.net. So you'd have the Arsenal, you'd have basically a website for every single team in the country and then a message board for every single team in the country. So you would end up like once we, you know, the week before we played Tottenham, everybody's on each other's message boards, slagging them off and having arguments and all sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I just sort of enjoyed doing that. And then... The whole of the, the Rivals network, around about, ooh, must be about 2006, 2007, around that sort of time, it got bought out by Sky. Okay. Sky bought the whole lot out. And they changed all the message boards, and it was, it was horrible. So that coincided with uh, a fellow that used to run us online, and believe it or not, I've I spoke to him again. I spoke to him today. I spoke to him every other day, really. He'd got a new job and he didn't have the time to set up a new message board. So because I was between jobs, everyone said, oh, Gav, Gav, you set up a new website. So I set up a new website. We had a chat about the name and she wore one it because we was going to go for like clockend.com or something like that. Uh, but everyone said, well, we can't do that because you like the clock end and I like the North Bank and he sits in the East Upper. And so, yes, yeah, so the She War was sort of come from, it was like just a fluke. And the early blogs were, were very bad, very crude. I mean, you know, I've, I've got one GCSE above a C level, above well a done. C, and that's in maths. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm dyslexic. Uh, I'm, I'm Irish, but I'm and, KO now. <laughs> but uh, it's so it's you know some of them are really 
yeah, really bad, terrible. I mean, they're just hit piece after hit piece of the club that we're playing next. I would just write three or four paragraphs of why I hate Tottenham or why I hate West Ham or why I hate Chelsea. And that was the blog. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. But it, it was just to keep the message board alive. Uh, and then, well, blimey, it must be about 10, 11 years ago when Facebook first started going. I set up a little page on Facebook to encourage more people to join the message board and the Facebook obviously as we know Facebook took over the world yeah uh, so the Facebook page started exploding on there and then uh, a lot of the people that I'm still friends with from the original arse online there you know they were admin on the Facebook page and they still do admin and still do bits from me every now and then uh, and then 10 years ago uh, what well, must be about nine? Must be about nine and a half years ago. We was uh, I was talking to uh, a few fellas that went on to form the Black Scarf Movement, and we decided that we was going to try and do a gig to commemorate the tenth uh, year passing of David Rowcastle. So we, when we was chatting, I thought, well. I'll just set up a Twitter account to try and drum up interest for that event, which we held in the rocket on Holloway road. Yeah. Uh, and so that's why I started Twitter just purely to sort of advertise that event. Uh, but yeah, no, that event, that, that was a, a brilliant event. If you look at, uh, if anyone goes on YouTube and does the search for, uh, Rocky remembered, uh, there's interviews with Kenny Sampson and Perry Groves and uh, you'll see the sort of the fun and games we had that evening, but it raised a lot of money as well that night as well. I think it raised a five-figure sum that night, uh, which went to uh, people like Great Ormond Street and the Willow Foundation. Well done. So, yeah, so that's how, that's how I, I ended up with a blog, which was a – it makes bullying me to do it. And then the Facebook was just to, to try and get more people to join the, the blog, which didn't work because everybody just joined the Facebook page. And then you done the shop, all, Well, again, that's another fluke. It's all, like I say, none of this has been planned, Fergus. It's none, none of them was this master plan of what I'm going to do. Uh, because the, fa- the first thing I've done merchandise-wise was – all my original mates said, oh, you should do it, get a badge pin made up. And I was like, well, I looked into it. I went, well, you've got to get 300 and there's only 30 of us. So it's not worth, you know, it's going to cost us a fortune. And then when I was doing the Facebook page, after about after about two or three years, people said, oh, why don't you, you know, why don't you do, because the, the image that we used to use on the Facebook page all the time was the old 30s crest, the Art Deco crest. Yeah, which I love. Yeah, so do I. I like it's just, it's just perfect. It's, it's perfection. It's, it's you know, you you could pay millions of pounds for designers, I, and they I, could I, not come up with something that nice. I I went my my my, my daughter's uh, partner. My daughter lives in Germany in Dresden, and oh. um, I went to Dynamo Dresden, who, funnily enough, are all isolated from COVID and everything else at the minute uh, and causing problems with the Bundesliga restart and everything else. But um, I went to a game there in December uh, and um, I had, I made sure I had a, 
a dynamo scarf on or something because I was going in there K block, which is like probably like the clock in a North Bank would have been back in the eighties. It's they, they are the middle wall off the Bundesliga. Um, mm. And uh, I went in there, but I had my gilet on with the Art Deco thing on here, and I walked mm-hmm. into their supporters club, and they looked at it and they went, what the f- "Is that like you know?" They 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 were unsure. <laughs> Dresden color that like you know, uh, and I was yeah. with people with Dresden colors on, so I was okay. They are my German side, so I do. But yeah, I do love the the logo. Sorry, I interrupt. No, 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 no. Go on. Uh, yeah. So basically, I have uh, me and this other fella. Uh, we went halves on a load of polo shirts with the thirties crest on she wore underneath of it, and I said, "All oh, right," and they said, "Well, look, you know, I'll meet you at the the Bailey." before the game because back then there was still no really sort of nobody was real sort of secure about buying things online buying things online wasn't really a thing then you know people a lot of people didn't have paypal and didn't trust paying for things online yeah 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 yeah. so uh yeah so it ended up me and this fella spent the next two or three months uh selling polo shirts at the front of the bailey and the wig and gown uh to people that, that sort of well, firstly, people that sort of come there, especially to sort of to meet us to pick one up, and then it'd be their friends and people that were walking past, and I mean, all the all the money went on booze and Arsenal tickets. You know, there was there was no well sort spent. Of, the good investment. There was, yeah, there was yeah, exactly. There was there was no business plan about it at all. There, you know, it was like okay, well, we're buying these for X, we're selling them for X, and you know, five o'clock, six o'clock, me and the, the other fellow would, you know. It's a free night out. pockets. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I never went home with any money. It all went on. It all went on beer and God Sex knows what else. Money, as I say. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, well, it did, but uh, yeah. yeah. And then from there, uh, that sort of stopped. And then about two years later, uh, which I think was leading up to the. Oh, that was leading up to the Birmingham final. I think this might have been. No, it couldn't have been. Like, this was about yeah, eight. This was about eight. Yeah, so t- this was around t- uh, twenty twelve, and uh, yeah, this. Uh, I think it was leading up to another final as well. I think it might have been the the whole final. That uh, was twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, leading yeah. up to 2014, right? Now, because I'd done, at that point, I had quite a social media following. And uh, I saw through somebody that I sort of half knew from over Arsenal, he was connected with his little boxing club. Uh, he's now actually their events manager uh, at his little boxing club. I think I've got his job title right. If I haven't, I, I do apologise, mate. Uh and so I started because through the Facebook page, they they was having financial difficulties. So I would put up their fundraisers and started supporting them, and we'd give a little bit of charity money to them out of the pot every now and then, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because back mm-hmm. then blogs made back then blogs made a couple of quid. Uh, I, I mean, I remember the first month I took over a blog, we got one hundred and thirty quid. So okay. what we. So what we basically did was, for the first year, we would we donated half the money to charity, 
and then all the lads on the message board, we would have a piss up with the money two or three times a year. So yeah, I would right. walk into the yeah. So I basically I'd walk into a like the boozer with agree a boozer. I'd walk into the boozer with three four hundred quid, chuck it on the table, and we would see how quickly we could drink it. Drink it, yeah, fair. That's so, so yeah, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, we was donating money to the charity like the uh, what yeah, is it boxing club, uh, the mm. taxi yeah. charity for the war disabled, which takes out a lot of World War Two vets. Oh, uh, what wish, uh, no, wish upon the stars for the kids, isn't it? Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. The, 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 the yeah, vets. yeah, yeah. You know, like how the charities do, like the, they take all the kids out to the mm. seaside. Mm-hmm. Once a year. Mm-hmm. There's another branch of black cabbies. Look. Uh, well, since the, the 1950s, sort of thing, yeah, yeah, they take out, they take the Chelsea pictures out for a day, and you know, they they took my granddad all over Europe, uh, almost like a farewell tour. To be fair, to yeah, they do one battlefields and places. Do, yeah, once a year they go to the bat uh, to the um, salmon places like that. It's stunning, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I, I I dot my hat to those people. So. Yeah, I like to say, but yeah, so. Basically, through my getting to know the, the fellas at Islington Boxing Club, the fellow that introduced me to him, uh, one of his mates uh, who did run a stall over Arsenal and he, he used to do Arsenal badge pins. Uh, he's very well known in Arsenal circles. And uh, anyway, uh, the fellow phoned me up one day and said, do you want any badge pins? And it's come, he said, I've got badge pins with she wore a yellow ribbon on. Do you want them? So at that point, I've been out of work for three weeks. And we was down to our last 50 quid. And I said, okay. I said, look, can I have 50 of them? So we went, okay. So I bought 50 of them and we went in my missus's sewing kit, which had a load of yellow ribbon in it. We cut yellow ribbon up into six inch strips and we put the yellow ribbon behind the badge pin and said, does anyone want one? And the first 50 went in like about half an hour. So I was back on the phone to him and said, oh, I need some more. I had one. <laughs> uh, it, do you know what I mean? And before you know it, I mean, we've done loads of badge pins. And everybody, kind of... everybody at that whole final had one. Uh, it was mm. unreal. Unreal. Yeah. And then uh, from there, it was, uh, I phoned up a local, just literally completely out of the blue, I phoned up a local T-shirt, polo shirt producer who lives at Ua, who shops about a mile down the road. And we designed a polo shirt uh, for that final. And when the polo shirt came, it was easier to, as opposed to getting money in on PayPal and writing down all their names and addresses on, and then writing down all their names and addresses again. My missus said, well, why don't you set up a little shop? So we set, set up a little shop for the badge pins and for the polo shirts. And uh, what is it now? Six, seven, eight years later, and I, and, and I'm this, still this, doing it. This is how you make your living now, isn't it? Yeah, I've been. I've, well, I've never. I've, I've, I haven't. I haven't worked for anybody else since. I do. I do sort of do little bits that aren't Arsenal every now and then. Yeah. Uh, in sort of like the merchandise business, uh, but. Like I say, it's it's all just been this ever since, which is what is it? Six years. Six years, yeah. Six years. Six yeah, years. Six years. Next week. So yeah, yeah. Six, yeah. So it's been yeah, it's been six years of of doing this really. But it and was you've you, mm. you you've annoyed Arsenal in the process though, haven't you? A little bit, yeah. 
yeah, no, we've just a little bit. Yeah, no, we've we've had. I was on first name terms with Arsenal solicitor that deals with this side of things. Uh, we have to be careful man. on this one, Gav. We have to be careful. Yeah, but uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'll just you know, like I say, I got, yeah, the Arsenal Arsenal got in touch with me and said, "Oh, uh, it was through the Arsenal's books liaison officer." He said, "Can I have your number? I want a word." And I went, "Yeah, no problems." And I knew him before he was the Arsenal supporters liaison officer due to the fact that. It, the rocket was his sort of pub, if you know what I mean, oh, when, yeah, he was a part right, of Red, yeah. when he was a part of Red Action. So he said, oh, look, they, they want a word with you about certain things that you're doing. So I had a word and I said, right, what is it you don't like? And they said this, this and this and this. So I'd done a bit of research and I said, well, according to the trademarks, this isn't trademark. This isn't trademark properly. This is only trademark for clothing. I'm using it on badge pins. And we had an ongoing discussion for three or four months then. Hence why and, our logo changed. Yeah. Uh, well, not, exactly. Not, I mean, you know. Because of you, but our logo changed from the logo that we all loved from the 70s, 80s, 90s, the one with a little bit green represent the Irish um, in, in there and the cannon facing left. It faced right because uh, nobody ever um, officially registered the original crest of Arsenal. So now we've got this generic sort of. I don't mind it, but yeah. Now, believe it or not, I mean when when I first set up the the She War uh, blog, we got because uh, it was on a different network. It was on a fans online network that we set that up with, and we had She Wore a Yellow Ribbon and the Thirties Crest, and the fans online network. Uh, this is the first time uh, they sent Arsenal a letter saying, look, you're not allowed to use an Arsenal crest as a logo on a blog or anything like that. So it was like, so that got taken down. But, yeah, no, we had the, the first time with Arsenal, we had a, a bit of a dispute, uh, which obviously they turn around and say, you, know, you can't argue with them because they turn around and say, look, OK, we'll take you to court. And then you're thinking, well, it's going to be a lot of money to go to court. So you sort of back down. Mm. Uh, and then literally about a year after that, they had problems with everyone. Oh, the, the funny one was, right? This is the, the funny one. Uh, see, because Arsenal didn't just find me. Somebody grasped me up to Arsenal. Arsenal just didn't find me and get the um. Uh, because I got, at the same week that like Arsenal were uh, getting in touch with me about any sort of copyright infringement. I also got a letter from a different solicitors who was representing the Premier League. So at one point I was talking to two different copyright solicitors, Arsenal's one and the Premier League lawyer's one. And yeah, you know, obviously as I said before, I'm I'm a dyslexic thick idiot from London. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, so I'm trying to learn about all copyright law and how to search the government's website and then obviously the EU website as well for trademarks and stuff like that. And it was it was quite a very quick, steep learning curve because obviously after sort of two years of that's how you earn a living, I'm thinking, oh, damn, I'm going to have to get a real job now. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back to work and work, you know, like I say, I'll go back and do the mundane work that I did before. Yeah. Uh, 
So, yeah, but uh, what the Premier League lawyer, I got them both to send me a list of what I was selling that they objected to and with what copyright uh, numbers they've got on there, yeah? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the Premier League come back to me and one of the badge pins I had on, on there at the time was a badge pin that said Gooners. So the Premier League sent that to me. I sent that to Arsenal and said, if you want to object about me using the word Gooners, I will see you in court and I will bring the first Gooner with me. Because a friend of a friend knows the fellow who's accredited with being the first ever Gooner. And I don't know if you know the story about that at all. I don't. Uh, it's basically, it all started from, it was tops of, it was a pub in Bethnal Green, which was a mixed pub of Arsenal, Tottenham and uh, Arsenal. So Arsenal, Tottenham and West Ham. And the Tottenham supporters used to call this fellow a goon. And when all the Arsenal mates turned up with him, it would go from goon to gooners. So that nickname went with him and it, it just sort of spread from there. So when I said to Arsenal, Look, I'll see you in court and I'll bring the first ever gooner with me, uh, they told the Premier League lawyers to never contact me again. Uh, so for, <laughs> so for, the next, for the next few years, because uh, Arsenal actually do own the copyright of the word gooner. Okay. But obviously, because you've got Guna fanzine, which precedes it and stuff like that, uh, they've basically protected it. Variants off it, they can't own if somebody else has already used it, isn't it? Basically, what you're saying. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. But I mean, Arsenal's, Arsenal said that they've copied what, copyrighted it to uh, so that anybody couldn't, any non Arsenal couldn't really use and abuse it. Mm. Uh, for example, you know, like I say, anybody, yeah, if Arsenal didn't copyright, anybody could have done it. So, uh, so, so, so mm. nowadays, what's your relationship with? Is it a love hate, and you just get on and do? Uh, what... I don't. I mean, I haven't heard from the Arsenal solicitors or Arsenal lawyers for probably about two years now because I know what I can. I, you know, I I make sure that I don't use anything that is copyright infringement. So I don't use the old Canon. Uh, I don't use the you know like the what I call the 1980s crest, uh, yeah. which is like the little one with, you know, I think, you know, VCC under the bottom. Uh, I don't use the 30s crest. Uh, so, yeah, they, they sort of, without sounding like I'm blowing my own trumpet, uh, this, time, this time last year, Arsenal's merchandise department sent everybody on the email, on their email list, a yeah. picture with 10 items for Father's Day. Eight of those items I'd done similar before or was a supplier that I use. So I think there's sort of like an almost an uneasy truce between I, myself I think, and think, them because... I think when we chatted leading up to this um, uh, last week um, and uh, you said that to me, I said you've got to take that as uh, probably the best form of flattery because... Uh, uh, I can't remember what the exact phrase is, but they're, they're you know, oh. it is it is flattering. It's flattering. So, yeah, no, I, go on. Sorry. No, I was, I was only going to say um, Highbury versus the Emirates is what I was going to move on to. <laughs> now, again, from our, from our conversation that we had, I know where you, yeah. where, where you are on here. You've got loads of great memories 
from Highbury. You have some memory from, I think you call it the bowl. Um, mm. uh, the, the question on the list is, um, there's two questions. Is What do you like and dislike about each and your favourite moment at each stadium? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna sit back. Right yeah, go on. Yeah, no. Well, I think my I've got lots of favourite moments at, at Highbury. Obviously, the, the first time I went in there, I was awestruck. Uh, when I was sort of 14, 15, we'd be in the ground two, three hours before kickoff, running up and down the terraces, smoking fags and being little gits. Uh, my favourite. Yeah, I think my favourite. I think my favourite. Day there was the day we won the league in 1991. That was a great day because you know it was always you get the clock end and the North Bank singing, but that day the East and the West stands up and lower. They were both. I mean, I think they were shaking uh, as well with singing and everything. So that was probably our best day at Highbury. At the Emirates, uh, at the Emirates. My funniest day was when I was first caught in my missus. And uh, a good friend gave us, uh, like I said, this is a fella I used to go Arsenal with. This is a, I used to go Arsenal with him. I met him on a building site in the early 90s, and he used to come Arsenal, and we used to go Arsenal together. And we had a row. Uh, I can't even remember what it was over. And around, the, around 2002, I'm running around the ground late to meet somebody for a ticket, and he's running towards me. And I ain't seen him for about, you know, like six or seven years. And we swap numbers and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he worked for a firm who had tickets in the club level. So when his firm weren't using them and when he couldn't be bothered to go, or he would give them to me. And I only had them off him twice. I went once with him and his daughter. And another time, it was a midweek game. And he said, look, no one can make them, make the game. Do you want two tickets? I went, all right then. So I took my missus, who I met in the Gunners, met in the beer garden of the Gunners pub, all right? And, yeah. Proper about girl. a year before. Yeah, oh, yes. I mean, uh, she actually was born. She was, her, the first house she lived in was St. Thomas's Road, which okay. is right the road right by Highbury. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, I met her in the Gunners one night. Again, that was a complete fluke. Uh, I was only there because the firm I was working for at the time, I asked a woman at HR who was the governor's wife if I could have two days off to go Arsenal Celtic away. And she said, yeah, I'll sign you off the days off if you take me to the home game. You get me a ticket for the home game. So I've gone, all right then. So usually I would be drinking around then. I'll be drinking in the Woodbine. So yeah, I've gone up there. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. The lovely paddock, lovely Irish fella who runs yeah. it as well. Every well, time Ma I spoke to him, he's... Ma Michael runs it now. Was it? He's been running for a couple of years. I don't know if you've been down there since. There's an, another guy, Mike. And uh, I, 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 the last time I was down there, 5th of March, I sat there because um, I was going into the boardroom at the VAR thing. And mm. um, I had a couple of pints of Guinness with him. And they, they I'm, I'm a lager man normally, but their Guinness is just amazing. It's, it's good, good, good drop, yeah. Good drop of the black stuff. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> anyway, get back yeah, to your, no, your best. Yeah, anyway, 
anyway, right, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. So, again, this is just saying what a fluke my um, amount of coincidence my life has been. Do you know what I mean? And anyway, so I've gone in the, the Woodbine, had a couple of beers with my uh, my boss's wife, basically. And as we're walking to the game, she went, oh, Gunners Pub, I've heard of that. Can we go in there? So we've gone in there. I've gone into the uh, sort of like the beer garden in there and met somebody who I sort of only really just sort of about knew. And he was talking to three or four girls, which one of them was my my, my now missus with two kids. But anyway, mm-hmm. me and her went to a game uh, at, I think it was, it might have even been a one nil against Leeds. But anyway, my, my missus is, is proper up for a giggle and a laugh and all that. So we're in the club level. Obviously, we're not club level kind of people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, she she had a half season ticket in block six that she gave to somebody else for that for that game sort of thing. Anyway, we've gone in at half time. Let's drink as much as you can in 20 minutes, yeah? Yeah. So we've done that. We're, we're, we're knocking back the beers in there. And as we're walking back through, we've walked through the restaurant. And the game had already started. And uh, uh, this restaurant had a table. And next to the table, had a screen with the game being played. So we've just sat down, finishing our beers, watching the, watching the game. <laughs> right? Anyway, wait, a waitress comes over and brings a cheese board. Right? So we're like, oh, okay. So we're tucking into the cheese board. Right? <laughs> then we notice there's, the beers are gone. We notice there's half a bottle of wine on the table. So we, we pour ourselves a glass of wine as well. Like that anyway. I think it must have been the, the, the manager of that restaurant's come over and said, uh, you're not really supposed to be here, are you, you two? And we was like, no. And she went, well, off you go. <laughs> so uh, we got kicked out of the restaurant and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and went, went back to our seats. But that was probably the, the funnest time I've had in, that, in the bowl. Just sort of like for the, the free cheese and wine, and really. You've foregone your season ticket now at the... You don't have a season ticket anymore at the, the Emirates. Obviously, wife, mm. kids and everything else get in the way, but out of not liking the bowl and so on. But we, you've seen a few managers go through both Highbury and the Emirates. Uh, you've seen probably... I would have thought George Graham, Brees, Rioch, Carson Wenger and... Emory. Um, Emery and now Arteta. Um, if we don't look at like uh, the current head coach, um, who would you say your favourite manager of that era of you watching football was? And uh, if I've oh, missed out one, uh, I mean George Graham was like a, a hero uh, when when we first started going. Uh, when I first started going, because I mean you've got to think look. Every family party I went to, I'm being brought up on stories of the great 91 side, uh, the great Fairs Cup team, the, you know, the year we won the Fairs Cup. Oh, pardon me. My, my beer's getting me a bit gassy here, Fergus. <laughs> I'm going to need wind in a minute. Yeah, no, like I say, I mean, I was, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, cause, I mean, cause like I say, I mean, it was, you know, it was my, you go to a family party and it would be my, you know, my grandma's brothers and sisters that used to go games and, mums, cousins, and yeah, I mean, you know, you know what it's like when you're growing up. You go to a family party and there's forty or fifty of you because yeah, mm-hmm. when you know my 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 grandma had sort of 
eight or nine brothers and sisters. So everyone was always together at the family parties. And so you're hearing stories about the Fairs Cup side, the, the 71 side, players like Georgie Armstrong, Bob Wilson, and you're hearing stories about them getting on the pitch at White Hart Lane in 71. And so when George Graham took over, and you know he's on part of like the, the magical team that was the last team to win the league. And he turns us completely around and winning the League Cup was in 87 was amazing. And I never thought I would see, growing up as a kid, I never thought I'd see Arsenal win the league. I didn't think that because we was always so far behind. And, you know, we would do okay in the Cup sort of thing. But I never thought I'd see us win the league. And yep. so, do you, so, George, come do, do you think, now that... It's been a couple of years since Wenger's gone. And, you know, you either have to hate Wenger in the end or love Wenger and everyone had to fight and defend you. There were AKB or WOB and all that absolute mm-hmm. BS, um, which mm. I, I, I don't, don't uh, agree with. I thought the guy was amazing, great. He's the guy I watched mostly. I do appreciate George Graham, but I didn't see him so much because I came to the football a little bit later coming from Ireland. But do you think um, now that, the dust has settled around the Wenger thing um, and the memories of how George went in the end, which was a little bit shameful on the club, but as we all know, it probably was more endemic of football overall. Um, yeah. uh, do you think there's a resurgence of the appreciation of what George Graham has done? Uh, I think now you're coming up to sort of like the, you know, like I say, last year was the, there was the, the, 89, yeah. Yeah, 89 thing was coming up. And 89's on the telly in the UK on uh, uh, Saturday, 5pm on ITV, the extended highlights of that. Uh, oh, is that on this weekend? I, I think it, it's, yeah, on this Saturday. This Saturday, oh, 5 o'clock. You've just made my weekend. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> oh thank you. No, right. <laughs> no but I, I, I mean, like I, said, I, I think I missed about three home games that season. And probably went to about half a dozen away games, which, you know, I, I think a lot of 16 and 17-year-olds would love to be able to afford to do off their own back these days. Do you know what I mean? It's different. Uh, it, it's, it's different. I, I, it, it is the kids these days that I feel sorry for. Because, I mean, you think I used to go ask them on four quid. Uh, you know, four quid, you know, ain't going to get you to travel across London to get to the game now. And, you know, I know there's some cheap games. I know the club... The junior gunners game Arsenal. I was one of the one of the first junior gunners at Arsenal, so you know I really do love and appreciate every everything that junior gunners do. My kids are junior gunners now. We go to all the junior gunner events. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know I, I proper love that junior gunners is a shining example to any football club on how to run a junior club to engage with junior fans, but. When they get to 18, 19, they're, they're back to red members and struggle to get tickets and tickets go up in price from a tenner to anything from 30 to 60 quid. Um, yeah. 21 or something like that, shouldn't they? Yeah, there's, 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 you know, there's a lot. I've been quite vocal about ticket prices and stuff over the years, to be fair. Uh, but like I say, it's one I'm, of those I'm, things I'm, now. I'm in, con- I'm in contact with one of the people you were talking to earlier with the Arsenal supporters uh, liaison guy and I'm trying to get onto that committee I've got friends on the committee and I was in uh, 
invited as a guest to that committee, uh, and I'm trying to get on there just to, oh, just to get involved. Oh, what, in the, what, the, what, the, what the fans for, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, ru- oh, I, run, oh, I run, ironically, I run a Facebook page, uh, a group called um, Arsenal Fans Forum, not even known that there was a real Arsenal Fans Forum when we got like <laughs> 13, 14,000 uh, accepted members oh, and about 40,000 declined members because of, you know, you got people with Cristiano Ronaldo as their um, avatar and you got, you're not coming on. So, yeah, no, fair one. So your your, your favourite manager then would be George Graham then? Yeah, yeah, George, George Graham. I mean, I, like I say, I mean, I was one of those who were... Uh, we probably wanted Wenger to call it time or change a little bit earlier than than a lot of people. If I'm being fair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I've never, I've, I don't think I've ever been unfair to him or ever called him any nasty words. Uh, but I, I think, think you, that... you were ahead of the curve slightly, weren't you? You and then there was some people mm. on. Uh, the black scarf, etc. I was, I was at the other end of the curve. I was after Chelsea. So, what's your thoughts on Arteta? Uh, yeah, uh, I love him. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like Arteta as a player. Uh, I mean, I saw him play for. I saw him play for Glasgow Rangers, uh, and I followed him and watched what he was doing at Everton. Uh, but when we just lost Fabregas and he was a bit of a panic buy, uh, I think what Arteta is showing now as a manager is we didn't see anywhere near the best of him as a player. Everton and Glasgow Rangers got the best of him as a player. And he had two horrendous injuries as a player as well, really almost career-threatening injuries. Uh, so, which again, now, would is a good learning curve for him. Uh, mm. I, I love his attitude. I love his. I, I sit there. I make the kids. If the kids ain't quiet, I go to another room to listen to his interviews. Uh, and the one he done with was it the one he done with Ian Wright the other week? And he said, "Well, the first thing is if a player doesn't want to be at the Arsenal or doesn't want to come to the Arsenal, hundred uh, percent. It, it doesn't matter what money or how good they are. You, it, it's the it's the Arsenal." And the minute he you, said that... Kevin, you just well, said it. It's the Arsenal. You don't get yeah. the Man United, the Tottenham Hotspur, the Chelsea. There's only one club mm. that you go, the Arsenal. I mean, I, I mean, I, I would rebrand the club and call it the Arsenal. I, I really would. I would put a look before it. I'd mm. have that on all the merchandise. I'd have it... You know, I'd change the website to thearsenal.com. I would do the whole skadoodle. Uh... But like I say, I mean, from that, you knew that Arteta, Arteta got it. And he only wants to surround himself with players who genuinely want to be at the Arsenal. So, I mean, if Saka's agent comes playing hardball, uh, Arteta's just say, well, we'll go then. Yeah, I agree. You know? As much as I want to keep Saka, uh, mm. 100% agree. Uh, well, you know, that. his agent's got the form for that as well. You know that, don't you? I don't know Second, who his agent is, yeah. actually. So, yeah. Did you watch the Sunderland documentary? Uh, I watched the first one. I haven't watched the second. Right. in the, I think it's in the second one. Sunderland, halfway through the season, Sunderland have got this player that's banging in goals left, right and centre. And he's out of contract at the end of the season. 
and the agent strings them along and strings them along. And in the end, they have to sell him because they know the agent, the agent's just going to make him walk at the end of the season. Mm. Uh, and it, and it, like I say, I, I won't spoil it for you, but they didn't get promoted. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> professionally, I do, I do have indirect dealings with agents and players and stuff like that. So I do know what they're like and I do see some of their contracts and stuff. Gavin, I'll tell you what, this has been really, really insightful. I've really enjoyed it. Um, uh, it it's been good to to hear what a, what a just a genuine normal Arsenal fan does and and likes about it. I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's it's been longer than we thought, hasn't it? Yeah, we only said that. <laughs> <didn't we? laughs> yeah, no, no, like I say, we, we you know we we had a good chat last week, didn't we? I mean, we know uh, we talked about doing this, and you know, it's no, it's been nice. It's been a nice sort of like. Two sure about what I've done give, over Arsenal. Give you two seconds because I want to finish this under the arrow. But we're just running over. Um, we care. Um, I was an avid supporter of the We Care movement. Uh-huh. I know you're part of the team. Give a shout out for We Care and what the actual real objectives are now and going forward. Uh, well, I mean, now a lot of the people look. Uh, was at the original meeting at, uh, that we had on Holloway Road when we were sort of getting people together a, a talking. Uh, we're getting the main supporters clubs uh, like Black Scarf, Red Action, AST, Asia. We're trying to get them to speak and sort of promote a united front when there is major issues to be discussed with regards to either supporters' welfare or fans' welfare. But at the moment, it's social media-wise and everything, it, it's a little bit on the, the dormant side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you, you can't bark all the time. You know, you've got to sort of pick your moments when when you feel that. And at the time when the, the We Care Do You uh, come up, like I say, purely it was an idea in the first instance uh from a fellow with a, a very, very large Arsenal uh, account on Twitter. And me and him got speaking and I said, I don't want to get involved in any sort of fan group uh, activism anymore. I've been there, I've done that. Uh, I don't really want to go down that road. I said, the only time I'll go down that road is if we get all of, because you know, only Arsenal could have, you know, three or four different fans groups. Do you know what I mean? There's 500 uh, different podcasts. Yeah, no, exactly. So it, it's like I say. I mean, I mean that that's good because you can find the, the the host that you like. You can find the the debate that you want. So the more podcasts, the more blogs, the better. Obviously, some of the more famous ones, I think, are complete toilet. But you know, you you, you can find you can find what you like. I mean, if you like yeah. Arsblog, you like Arsblog. If you like Danny, uh, you know. Burkamp one land you follow that if you like your debate and your sort of banter you like you it's but to have that many different supporters groups were acting on behalf of Arsenal it it, it doesn't work because it's the divide and conquer so you know like I say the only reason I got involved in the We Care to You was A to see whether or not we could get representatives from all those groups to sit around a table uh, which we initially did and then it was B to see whether or not we could get them all to agree to a joint statement uh, to which 
like I say, took the club by complete shock uh, when it happened. Uh, you mentioned uh, thingy earlier on the Gunas podcast, Mike from America. Yeah, Gunas yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah he he actually because uh, the, the the statement come out and then uh, it was somebody from. Uh, I can't remember who it was now, but somebody got a petition going up. So sign a petition if you agree with the statement, which got over, over 110,000 after supporters to okay. sign it. Uh, and the next day, I think there was a game in America and uh, Mike got the opportunity to sit down with uh, Cronky Jr. Stan, uh, to, Josh, yeah. yeah. Josh, to, to, to sort of almost get an immediate reaction from him. But... Uh, it done its job at the time, uh, and I think once this horrible virus is all over, agreed. Uh, the, the the club should really start looking to interact with fans because you know if, if they play a season behind closed doors, that's eighty million quid they're missing, right? And they've got to appreciate that eighty million quid is is people you know, like me, it's people it, like you, Fergus, it's people like the fellas that are listening. It's everybody who buys a shirt. They've they've got to start sort of interacting with us on a level look we've look we know is the truth. I, I, I hope you just been watching the German football at the weekend. You know, it, it, it's a top end league, the Bundesliga League One. Uh, it, I don't think it's as high as the the, the Premier League, but it, it's there thereabouts. And it was like a training. Uh, exercise. It was like uh, you know, listen to your kids playing in the swim pool, sort of thing, like in the baths and stuff. Mm. Um, and it had it lost probably 70 percent of its effect because we, the fans, weren't there. And I think I'm hoping. Um, forget about like you know, this is very superficial that we're thinking that that this would be one of the positives that come out of a pandemic that the world's gone through. But from a football point of view, uh, I'm hoping that you know. That the teams like Arsenal, etc., will appreciate uh, the fans further. Mike, listen, we've we've gone on and on and on from. <laughs> I am I've sorry, mate. It's you're, all right. You're, 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 just, you're just too good company, and you sit and tell me to get a couple of beers. <laughs> yeah, well, I need to go and get another one in a minute. So, yeah, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Um, uh, please, if you want to buy some Arsenal merchandise, obviously you can use arsenal.com and buy what they like, but do have a look at shewore.shop.com, uh, is it? Yeah, sheworeshop.com. Sheworeshop.com, uh, or you can see Shewore on Twitter. Uh, Gavin uh, does some lovely attire, and actually, it's quite good quality as well. I've got this one highbrow, like the old um, Everlast sort of thing, and I've I've actually got two in order. And Gav, I should get priority delivery for Christ's sake. <laughs> well, like I say, ne- next, like I say, once this is all over, mate, what we'll do is, if you ever want anything from the shop, we'll find a boozer halfway between me and you. We didn't realise we're only about ten minutes away from each other as well. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, we'll, well, next time we'll f- we'll find a boozo halfway between between me and you, and uh, uh, I think there's some nice ones, Bucko still kind of way, isn't there? Do you yeah, know what I mean? We could have uh... just a few in Essex, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, you have been listening to another Gooner to Gooner uh, on Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Be like me and Gav. Thanks very much. If you've enjoyed the show, please share it, uh, subscribe, uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, only one last thing to say is up the arse. Up the arse.
Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. 